It's time for episode 360 of the Clockwise podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, August 19th, 2020. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast that occupies a special place in your heart. Just like I do, right? I am one of your co-hosts, Micah Sargent, and I am joined across the internet by my good pal, not quite my dungeon buddy, but certainly host emeritus here at Clockwise, it's Jason Snell. Hello, Jason. Hello, Micah Sargent. How are you doing? I'm doing exceptionally well. So happy to have you here with us today. You know, if Dan has to be away... Jason Snell comes to play. Uh, yeah, that rhymes, so it must be true. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I know when something is true. Uh, something else that's true is that I've got a story for you. Okay, I'm going to stop now. Uh, we have two awesome... <laughs> we have two awesome guests here with us, and you can actually hear the laughter of the first one. It is podcaster of the Friends in Your Ears podcast, as well as everyone's favorite business unicorn it's the one and only Kathy Campbell. Hello, Kathy. Hello, Micah. You definitely hold a special place in my heart. Aww. And I try so hard not to laugh until I've been introduced, but sometimes it just slips out. And I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's delightful. <laughs> I enjoy it. We love it when you're laughter. It's a spoiler. To my left, producer, co-host of the Defocus podcast and resident of the state of Arizona. It's Dan Sturm. Dan, welcome back. Thank you for having me. Hello, friends. Hello, friends. Hello. Uh, well, folks, you know how the show works. Four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes, and we are going to get going. My question for you, what's a tech suggestion that you give others that you don't really follow yourself? Maybe you follow it sometimes, other times you just sort of let it go. Uh, tell me how you're a hypocrite is basically what I'm asking. Kathy, <laughs> we'll start with you. <laughs> oh, I am a huge hypocrite. And my biggest uh, hypocritical tip, we'll go with that, that's a real word, um, is uh, to use like an app or a software or a program um, that like use the free features and then upgrade when you reach the end of, so basically really entrench yourself into a system or a program that offers the free options before you upgrade um, so that you can really get to know what you're using. Um, and I tend to just immediately start the subscription or purchase the greater app or something. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, I, I'm, I can think of a few. One of them is don't use the beta. But it's a, it's a classic. <laughs> don't just don't, don't use the beta. Wait for the, there are a lot of things I do because it's my job, but there are things that I don't advise that anybody else to like, don't be like me kids don't be like me so so don't don't download the betas you know on your iphone that you, you rely on like don't don't do it just wait but i do it and i suffer but it's also my job so that's okay and don't get the version one of anything is another classic bu bit of buying advice that i don't follow right because again i i want it and i also need to write about it and so there's a lot of that that happens in in my life where there are, there are lots of safety things but I think embedded in a lot of it is is just like, let me be unsafe. You be safe, friends. Let me be unsafe. And then 
uh, I'll report back and I'll show you the scars and <laughs> that's where that beta got me <laughs> and all of that. So that's that for me, a lot of my tech suggestions that I don't live by are, are, are just that sort of thing. For a long time, I didn't do the, um, uh, keep a backup of everything and keep an offsite backup and all that. My backup strategy was atrocious and, uh, I would write advice about how you have to have a backup and then I would think, hmm. But not me. <laughs> uh, but I have I have I I do all the right backup things now, so I've passed along on that one. Uh, I think it, all of mine are probably hardware related. You know, uh, you don't need to buy a new iPhone every year because the one you have is perfectly fine. I don't follow that at all. Uh, <laughs> what kind of device should you use? I mean, I, I recommend MacBooks and iPads to a lot of people, and I just I don't I don't own any iPads really that do anything. I have an iPad One on a bookshelf. Um, and uh, yeah, I have a lot of opinions about cameras because I use them a lot, but I don't own a camera and I don't think I ever have. So that's basically the extent of it. Uh, I give hardware suggestions that I don't personally agree with. I love this. I'm glad we're all just airing, airing out. <laughs> you know, it's good to refresh, good to feel feel good about ourselves by uh, admitting. But um, I, I kind of have a, a mixture of all of these things, and that's kind of why I wanted to know uh, how everybody was feeling. I... Uh, I do try to recommend and do also myself uh, backups that are offsite. Like I personally use Backblaze, but when the last time I set up my computer because I had to reset up everything, blah 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 blah, and Backblaze did a safety pause on my backup, and I thought, oh man, that's going to be a whole thing. I got to go figure out how to do that. So I may or may not have Backblaze running right now, uh, and have not gotten that set up yet, uh, reset up <sighs> again. Um, I know I'll get to it. I promise. All right, Kathy, why don't you tell us your topic? Absolutely. So this came up in Twitter with friend of the life, uh, Matthew Bischoff, uh, asked um, or made a comment on how Twitter should add a button to threads that allows you to get notification when this thread updates. Now, this is something that's on Facebook, and I'm pretty sure you can get notifications on a variety of things. But it made me wonder, what's one major feature that one social media platform has that you wish would go to another one? So I don't use Instagram as much as I probably would like to, because whenever I do go there, it's very pleasant. But um, I and I and those who follow me on Instagram will know that, you know, you get a wonderful selection of uh, food being made and places I go and my pets. That's pretty much it. I mean, <laughs> but isn't that Instagram really? So yeah. the one thing that frustrates me about Instagram and has frustrated me about it since the beginning is... Uh, I want to retweet things in Instagram. If that makes any sense. Like I, I, yes. one of the things that really bothers me about Instagram is I love it when somebody that I care enough to follow, they have their social graph and they find something that's interesting and they pass it on and things can go viral and all of that. And, you know, I know there are probably lots of reasons why Instagram doesn't do this and why it's good that Instagram doesn't do it, but I want it. I want to be able to share images that I see posts that I see that are great on Instagram with other people uh, so that they can see it too. And it's fun. And then they spread virally and, and it's great. And I, it just frustrates me to no end that uh, I don't get to do that in Instagram and people like steal things and re Instagram them. And I don't like that. Like I would really rather uh, they just spread around like on Twitter. So, you know, retweeting, regramming. I, I want full on native regramming. That's, that would make me happy. Uh, 
my desire for a social media feature to be everywhere uh, will come as no surprise to people who know me uh, well. It's that I want mute filters in every application I use, not just social media uh, applications. I want it on the internet. I want everything to have mute filters because uh, I use them uh, a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, and I think it's a great way to help expand sort of like the uh, the intake uh, in your social media platforms yeah. without necessarily, you know, buying into like a whole a whole thing with somebody like I, I this person seems interesting. I'd like to hear some more from them, but I don't necessarily want like all of these other things that they're doing. And, you know, you have disable retweets and things like that in Twitter. Um, but uh, I, I wish that I could sort of I could I could make my social graph exactly tailored to my particular desires everywhere I go because it feels like uh, that's the thing that we should have on the internet in 2020 and uh, I want mute filters everywhere. I, I have a friend who will remain nameless who who one of one of their little quirks is that they like to yell at various public political figures on Twitter by quote tweeting them and then yelling at them. Oh. I don't know if anybody's listening, but I. I have in Twitterific, which is what I use, I've set up a bunch of mute filters that it's just literally if this person mentions this person or this person or this person or this person, I don't want to see it. And it is great because <laughs> I can see that person's tweets, but I don't need to see them yelling into the void because I don't I just don't need that in my life. Yeah, you can still be friends, but you don't have to have that part of the friendship. Exactly. I love it. Uh, so basically, what we need to do is make mute filters for our brains. Uh-huh. For me, Kathy... It starts with me kind of um, cheating a little bit because, I, and maybe it's not a cheat. I want to make Slack a social net, social media platform. So, uh, assuming that Slack is a social media platform, which I'm mm-hmm. sure that many of you could agree it is, uh, yep. then the thing that I want is to have Slack's reaction ability available across the different social media platforms that I use. Uh, I want iMessage to have. Uh, not just tapbacks, but the full-on emoji reaction that you can do in Slack. I would love it if Twitter had that. I would love it if Facebook had that. There, they have all these different like you can choose from these five or six. Just give me all the emoji and let me react in that way because. Oftentimes, when I'm in Slack, I can find nuance with those emoji reactions. And I'm sure many of you have seen a post that has uh, a face of of Tony Sindelar, for example, and some other emoji next to it. And we all know what that means. And there's so much like camaraderie involved in uh, Slack reactions, and you get to create your own. And it's just a lot of fun. It's like stickers. It's pieces of flair. It's it's really enjoyable. And I'd love that to come to all of the social media platforms I use. Kathy, why don't you round us out with your choice? These are all such great suggestions. Um, What I've learned is that we all need to combine the best things from all of the social media platforms, including Slack and Discord and stick them together. Um, what I, so it's funny because I, I know I wrote this question and I still am having a hard time like picking and choosing just one because I have like Slack reactions I want in Discord as well as like threads. Please, please Discord. I'm sure you're listening. Please give us threads. Um, and then in Twitter, I'd love to be able to follow and edit. And I would love for Facebook to have like Twitter's abilities to pick and choose who you are able to, um, reply. Like it would be great to be able to pick and choose, not who can see it because that's great. But sometimes you have to show things to, 
your aunt and uncle, but you don't want them to like say anything about it or reply or anything. So I don't have one answer for this, but that's okay. And I am happy to tell you that this episode is brought to you by Pingdom from, can you hear them? Can you hear them? Solar Winds. Do you have a website? Maybe you do. And does your website have a shopping cart or registration forms or contact us pages? I've answered yes to some of those questions. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need Pingdom. I guess I need Pingdom. Nobody wants their critical website transactions to fail. That means a bad experience for your users and could mean lost business for you. But the good news is you can set up transaction monitoring with Pingdom. Transaction monitoring will alert you when cart checkout forms and login pages fail before they affect your customers and your business. Pingdom will let you know the moment any of these fail in whatever way is best for you. You can customize how you're alerted and who is alerted depending on the outage or severity. Pingdom cares about your users having the smoothest site experience possible. And of course, you do too. And if disaster strikes, you're going to be the first to know. It's super easy to get started with Pingdom. You just go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. When you sign up, go ahead and use the code CLOCKWISE at checkout, and that's going to get you a huge 30% off your first invoice. Thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of this show and RelayFM. Alrighty, Jason, what's your topic? Well, halftime's over, and so I'm lucky like a four-leaf clover. Uh, rhyming is back. All right. Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Apple Music <laughs> launched two new streaming radio stations this week and renamed Beats One as Apple Music One, because uh, the one part was the most exciting part of that name. Anyway, uh, that made me think about radio, like linear audio streams, sometimes over the you know airwaves, sometimes over the internet. And how that is a very different form than something like on-demand. It's sort of like how there's linear television and then there's uh, on-demand streaming of something like Netflix. Well, there's radio and then there's listening to music from your own library. And I was wondering, just taking a little survey here, do you listen to radio in any form? And if so, what and why? And if not, why not? Uh, I do not listen to radio with the one exception being uh, when I'm in the car with my wife because she typically does not enjoy listening to my music and or podcast. So that's our compromise. But uh, it's weird. I I used to be a, a serious radio uh, subscriber for many years, but uh, that, you know, as soon as the hardware fails, you just throw that in the trash and you're like, I'm not going to buy any one of those. Uh, and I love linear TV, but for some reason, radio just feels like one of those uh, like modality things where I'm not in the mood to have random DJs read ads into my ears or something, uh, or just talking behind me while I'm trying to work or something. I don't know. I don't know why I don't listen to radio because I should, uh, cause I basically listen to the same 30 songs on loop that I've been listening to for 20 <laughs> years or something. And I feel like that's a good way to discover new music, but, uh, I do not listen to radio. No. Same. Um, so the problem that I have with radio is it, doesn't give me <laughs> the things that I want. Uh, it, you know, in most cases, radio is choosing uh, songs. Either it's pre-programmed and it's choosing songs that are super popular, or it is focused and therefore doesn't involve all of the music that I want to listen to. Um, the new kinds of music, uh, radio rather, from from Apple Music and 
Beats 1 before and what it is now, those ones have always been troublesome for me because there's too much commentary. And so it's just kind of like, I want, I just want to listen to the song. I don't really want to hear talking over the song. So can you just play the song? And turns out I can do that for myself. I can choose the music that I want to listen to and skip the music I don't want to listen to. And no one has to make that choice for me and do it in a way that ends up disappointing me. So I guess what I'm saying is not listening to radio protects me from disappointment. And that's why I don't listen to it. (laughs) Kathy, what about you? Yeah, I think if you want to listen to people talking, you should listen to a podcast, maybe. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But uh, so I actually have two instances that I listen to radio. One is like, I guess technically if you go in Apple Music and you have a song and you like are able to like create a station from a song that will kind of be radio, mm. I guess, because I, you don't I, get to pick what comes. Yeah, but I don't think that's I don't think that's radio, but yeah, they call it radio. Okay. Well, that that's the one instance that I choose to do it. The other instance is anytime um I'm taking my husband to a doctor's appointment, we listen to his radio station because I don't want his music on my phone um <laughs> or to access it. So, it's easier to just click the button to go to his radio station and that's the use case for radio in our life. Wow. I think uh, what I'm what I'm hearing here is that you are all my people. I think choice <laughs> is a big is a big part of it. The idea that um, you know that's why I don't think the Apple radio stations that Kathy's talking about are really radio stations because even though they're picking random or you know it, it's algorithmically chosen music for you, if you hear a song you don't like, you can just do next and go to the next song. And there's nothing worse for me than than having somebody choose what music I'm listening to and then I pick something bad and I can't do anything about it except change the channel. I, I, I can't take it anymore. And yeah, in terms of people, it's not like I don't like people talking, but I, ch- I can choose to hear the people I want to talk and that's podcasts. So I'm not going to listen to talk radio anymore. So I used to listen to radio a lot, but um, I despise it now. And I, I almost never listen. And the only exception to that is that in our car, we have satellite radio and I do discover some new music on there, listening to uh, the genre stations that interest me. But um, even there, their DJs come on and start talking. And I, I just, I have to change to another. I just keep flipping around until I find a song that I like because I just can't bear it anymore. So what I'm saying is uh, radio is ruined for me. Um, and most of the time when I'm listening to music, yeah, I'm just listening to my own either my own playlist or I'm listening to one of those curated playlists that, that Apple music does. Sorry, beats one. I'm sure you've got a great interview with some, with, with, uh, uh, Grimes or something. And they're going to talk about the meaning in her music, but mm, it's not for me. Not for me. All right. That is, uh, three topics down. Dan, what is, bring us home, Dan, bring us home with the last topic of the show. Oh, sure. The least interesting of all the topics, but I'll, I'll try. Um, <laughs> our, our dear friends over at Dropbox just launched three new, I don't know, sort of apps, sort of features um, called Passwords, Vaults, and Computer Backup. Uh, one is a password manager. One is an extra Dropbox inside your Dropbox with a passcode on a passcode. Uh, and one of them backs up your desktop and uh, documents and a couple other little computer folders in addition to your Dropbox folder. And I'm curious if you are a Dropbox user still, uh, do any of these interest you or is this just Dropbox continuing to uh, flounder at trying to find a new way to make money uh, as their sync service just keeps doing what it's doing and they don't know what to do next? 
Dropbox. We need let you sit down. You sit down okay. over there. Okay, okay, cool. Um, we need to have a talk. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Here, here's some water. You need some water. Yeah, please. Okay. So here's the deal, Dropbox. No one likes to try hard. Uh, what? And, I'm not, and you're, I'm not and you're, trying you're just, hard. I know, I know, but you asked for honesty. I, I know. <laughs> no, no, don't start crying. Here, here's a tissue. Okay, look. No one likes to try hard, and you're trying too hard. I'm not trying too you hard. You did one thing very well, and I, I loved you for it. I'm sorry. And then you started making my computer's fans spin look, all the time, and we talked about that. I know we, we talked, talked about, about it. it, and you wouldn't listen. And then you come out with this app on the desktop, a desktop app. Are you serious? I just thought it's what people wanted. And now you're making three different apps. I don't need a vault. What do you mean? I've got a vault. It's called One Password. Oh. I don't need a password manager. I've got a password manager. It's called One Password. I just want to be your everything. It's like you're not listening to me. I am listening. That's the important thing. It's listening. And you haven't done that, Dropbox. Yes, I have. You haven't listened. Yes, I have. You just keep making and doing and trying to be more. When you did one thing super well, and now everybody's leaving you. They're leaving you for iCloud Drive, for God's sake. Oh, I know. Come on. You're the laughing stock. That's rude. I, you know what? I gotta go. Don't go. Kathy. And curtain. I, I have one password. I have one password for vault and passwords, but I also have a variety. I could see... I can see why they're trying, but there are systems and programs in place that this is their main goal. Um, vaults, I have clients that use very specific encryption vaults that have super layers of awesomeness that also make it really easy to add and subtract like clients to it for high whatever security stuff. I don't know if I would trust Dropbox with that situation um i also don't i'm right there with you with the desktop app i have the folder in finder i don't need an entire app to access dropbox but good for them for trying new things even if they're wrong oh i i uh i hate to be that guy but um i don't think that this is completely without merit actually (laughs) um I, I agree. Dropbox lots, does a lot of dumb things. A lot of things, a lot of reasons we criticize Dropbox are because we're re- like regular people who might use Dropbox and a lot of the features that they launch are for the enterprise and, True. you know, their appeal to their big business audience and, and they're, they're sort of a lot of the friction between regular users and Dropbox is Dropbox made it start appealing to regular users and then as soon as they got that sweet, sweet enterprise money, they uh, pivoted, as it were, away from us. And we're left sort of saying, hey, what about us, Dropbox? But that said, not everybody has one password. And if they offer a password manager that's cross-platform that works for people, or if a business wants to just have, they already have Dropbox, it's the Microsoft game, right? Where we're going to just add features in so you don't have to buy uh, a competitor. I'm not going to use that feature because I do have one password and I like it. Um, Vault, I have definitely had issues where I wanted to put something in a, in a, uh, a higher security level within my Dropbox. Uh, I haven't used that feature, but I would consider it. And the computer backup feature is essentially the feature that Apple added to iCloud Drive a couple years ago, where what it's really doing is it's um, going it, to, they allow you to sync your desktop and documents folders essentially into Dropbox without moving them into the Dropbox folder because that would be bananas and it would break everything. 
And I got to say, as somebody with two terabytes of Dropbox storage that I'm mostly not using, I might turn that feature on because I've got the room and it means all that stuff is going to be in that in in uh in I almost said backblaze. Ha ha. You got me. <laughs> Kathy, you got me. It, it, that stuff's going to be in Dropbox. It's going to be in its file history. If something goes wrong, I can retrieve it. Uh, you know, and I've got the space because honestly, Dropbox gives me way more space than I actually use. So for those reasons, I, I might actually use one to two of these features. And, uh, and if not, I, you know, I'll just ignore them, Dan, like I always do and just keep on just dragging my files into my Dropbox folder and using it the old fashioned caveman way. Uh, unsurprisingly, I agree with basically everything you just said, Jason. Uh, <gasps> I, I am a huge Dropbox user. Uh, despite my criticism of them, I have been using them for, I don't know, 10 years. Everything I have ever done or made in the past 10 years is in Dropbox. I have a personal account. I have a business account. They both coexist on my computer somehow in their very weird way. Um, and it's weird seeing the way they positioned these, because uh, uh, if you go look at that one horrible web page on Dropbox.com where they show all the checkboxes for which accounts get which features that make no sense... Um, most of these uh, features are for the uh, the most inexpensive individual program uh, or uh, uh, plan that they sell uh, in that they're really just trying to find a way to uh, convince people to go from that free two gigabyte thing to just paying them in general, I think, because uh, that's a huge hurdle. I know a lot of people who have just that free two gigabyte plan and throw like some Word documents in there and then forget to have Dropbox and then... You know, I, I remind them that they can use that to sync things. And they're like, oh, it's full. I, I just gave up on it. Um, but I think it's great that uh, a a free-ish um, password manager is available to people because it's better than not using a password manager. But it is incredibly basic. And I'm not going to give up using one password for Dropbox passwords. Uh, I do agree that the vault sounds like an interesting thing because, I, you know, again, using Dropbox uh, for everything I do, Everything that I've ever done is in Dropbox, and that is synced everywhere. So, you know, I have some personal documents on a work computer in an office somewhere, and it would be nice to be able to, from my home computer, sort of push some of that stuff into a slightly more protected place in case some random IT guy decides to log into my computer and forget to log out or something. Um, I don't know. That's not really a thing that happens. But, you know, it's nice to have that little extra security blanket of the vault. Uh, And then the computer backup thing. Yeah, that's just, you know, the incredibly low-hanging fruit of copying the iCloud uh, feature, and uh, I'm not I'm not going to use that because again, backblaze. Um, but it's interesting to see them doing stuff. I guess I mean the whole like they don't listen to our suggestions for how to improve their fe- their product. I think our suggestions have mostly been like stop adding things. Um, so <laughs> I guess it's I guess it's nice that they're doing something, but uh, it's just like they keep doing stuff, and we're like, all right, all right, uh, you know, I'm still heartbroken. You killed mailbox, but whatever. C- congratulations, I guess. Uh, folks, we are just about to the end of this episode of Clockwise, but we've got just enough time for a bonus topic. And here is my question for you. Has anyone saved your life before? Or have you ever saved someone else's? Kathy, we'll start with you. Kind of. I happened to be home when my husband was having his stroke and so was able to call 911 and get him to the hospital Uh and push to get them to figure out what was wrong with him. Uh, so I guess so nothing super dramatic, like, you know, CPR or the Heimlich maneuver or anything. Well, Micah, let me tell you a story. Please do. No, 
Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I was so excited. Sorry. Uh, no, never. Never. Uh, either one. Dan? Uh, yeah, also, no. Although I guess, um, hypothetically, that is the reason why we choose to wear masks when we go out in public is to Ooh, help yeah. people. Ah, we're nice. all saving people's all, lives. Also, every time we make a podcast, we don't know. It may be exactly what somebody needs. That's true. Uh, when I was a kid, I had a Werther's original and, um, Oh no. I know. I wish. I see where this is going already. (laughs) Oh my. And nothing happened. No. Um, I started choking (laughs) on it and my sister, uh, I guess because we had watched some show where they had done the Heimlich maneuver or something, did it to me and dislodged the piece of candy from my windpipe. And I would assume saved my life. Otherwise, I would have choked on it and probably died because it wasn't a lifesaver. So yeah, super cool uh, that that happened. And you know, it is time that we wrap up this episode by saying goodbye to our wonderful guests. Kathy Campbell, thank you for joining us this week. Thank you, Micah, so much for having me be here. You all have a special place in my heart. And Dan Sturm, thank you so much for being here and agreeing with me about Dropbox. Always wonderful to be here and agree with you, Jason Snell. Excellent, excellent. And and Micah, Dan will be back (laughs) next week. Uh uh So, uh, less rhyming. Uh, All right, but... Till then, we remind everyone out there. Uh, what do we remind everyone out there, Jason Snell? <laughs> Watch what you say <laughs> before it all goes away. Bye, everybody. <laughs>